Hey everybody, this is Brandon, and welcome to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. And with me today, I have a super special guest from my past, a Miss Tiffany Hersey. Hello, Tiffany. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, why, why, don't you, uh, why don't you tell uh, our listeners, uh, all of them, about yourself? Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, um, whatever, whatever you want to say, Tiffany. It's, you, you can make it up. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't think we have enough time, but... Um, <laughs> well, I'll start with, with... Do you want me to start with how we know each other? Uh, you, you can, you can. You, okay. you, can, you can talk about the birth of the world if you want. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, well, well, Mr. Brandon mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I uh, have known each other, I think it's been about 20 years now, yeah. which is insane. So we met in, uh, in junior high and... Um, you know, like Way back. Brandon accepted my uh, awkwardness and, and bad uh, <laughs> dress code that I had, which uh, do you remember my Pearl Jam shirt where I wrote Pearl Jam on like one side was like a blank ink pen. You, you were, and then <laughs> you were totes grunge. <laughs> I was. Oh, uh, it was bad. Um, yeah, because but anyway, because we went we went to Lollapalooza. That's that was the first, oh my God, that was the first yeah. time I hung out. All the I in totally forgot about that. That was so awesome. Yeah, Tool played. Yeah. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah. Corn. They they canceled because the drummer was sick. I remember that. Yeah, I wasn't too heartbroken about that. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, uh, we, yeah we, that we was epic. Huh? I, Ween might have been there. I can't. Yeah, I, don't I can't. Remember. I I don't remember. Tool was Tool was a highlight for for yeah. me, for me. I just remember Tool and Snoop Dogg. And uh, <laughs> yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. Um, you know but, what? I, for, I forgot that Snoop Dogg was there. But yeah, you're right. I can. Yeah, s- I I just remember. Sorry to cut you off. I just got all excited. But <laughs> like, I just remember. Like, I don't know who they were. Like, they came out these like this group of people and they were yelling expletives and stuff, I oh, guess, yeah. to get the crowd going. And I was like really shocked by that. I was like, whoa. Like that's Whoa. I don't know what's going on only, right now. I'm They're like yelling high. at me. You can't use those words. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? And this new dog came out, and then I I like gave myself street cred because I saw like a gangster rapper, and I was like, you know, <laughs> I'm so cool now. Yeah, I know I know what you mean. I saw Jay Z and Three Eleven up in St. Louis, so yeah. that's pretty sweet. <laughs> so you know, I got I got the, I got the cred. Yeah. No, that that that's cool. Three eleven um, and Jay Z. No man, that you know that that's great. Um. So anyway, so yeah, so I think we've aged ourselves. Actually, that was I think that was in '97 that we went to Lollapalooza because sure. I was 16. Oh. Um, it was in the long, long ago. Um, but yeah. So um, other than that, yeah, I'm a, a freelance journalist uh-huh. and uh, just working on some super secretive projects right Ooh. now and. Uh, been doing some traveling and uh left la for quite a few years which i was very happy sure. about sure. i live in europe and have been just kind of bouncing around working on projects and stuff and i'm super excited about this podcast because i love the twilight zone so much <laughs> and brandon knows that excellent like obsessed and that and that's why i have you here uh yes. it's it's not to fight over who gets uh rod serling's um soul <laughs> <clears throat> um, no, it's 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 to talk about the Twilight Zone, and so I I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being here. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, you're all you're also uh, officially our first Skype 
guest. So you, Sweet. you've got that going for you. Let's give you All right. applause. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the one clap. <laughs> well, no, there's there's multiple. There's in the background. Oh, okay. Uh, so let, let's let's get right into it, shall we? Shall we, yes. Tester? How, how do you? Let's do how, it. how would you prefer to be called? With Tiff, TJ. Tiff, <laughs> Tiff, Tiff. Oh, don't do TJ. No, that I, I that that died with my youth. Um, very happy to say. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany. T- Tiffany. Tiff, Tiff, Tiffy. You know, whatever you feel comfortable. Ricky, with. Tiffy, Taffy. Uh, maybe not so much okay. that. Okay, got it. No. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll we'll cut that. We'll cut okay. that for sake of time. <laughs> Uh, let's get right into it. So All we're right, we're it. we're here to discuss uh, episode number four, the sixteen millimeter shrine. Uh, originally aired October twenty third, nineteen fifty nine. It stars the late great Ida Lupino, uh, and yeah, yeah, and it's got a really cool bit of trivia. It was composed. The music was composed by a Franz Waxman. Well, no kidding. Yeah. So wow. y- you know who that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, he composed uh, *Bride of Frankenstein*, and wow. coincidentally, he did the music for *Sunset Boulevard*, which is, in a way, a uh, precursor to this movie, or the show, I should say. *Sunset Boulevard*. Have you you've seen *Sunset Boulevard*? I have. Yeah, and I okay. I felt like the 16 millimeter shrine was like a PG rated. Oh, I guess the the <laughs> *Sunset Boulevard* was PG. I don't know if they did rating but i felt like it was like the pg you know like modern you know like version of sunset boulevard you know sunset boulevard is just so dark yeah and and just very disturbing i find so but yeah i did i did get that from this episode definitely right right uh so what what is a 16 millimeter shrine about do do you want do you want to do you want to do the summary or do you want me to do the summary you do the summary you're doing a great job oh i I don't know about that um (laughs) i'll do it I'll do it, but no, no promises on quality. Uh, so, you do a lot better than I would, so <laughs> I'll just, I'll just say I would have like a, the uh, Dick Cavett awkward pauses, you know. So right, I'm gonna yeah. try to avoid those tonight. Let's let's not have the beauty of editing is I'll just I'll just cut all of that out. <laughs> oh, good, or just cut me out <laughs> completely. <laughs> and I don't have a guest today. Uh, uh, so, so the uh, 16 millimeter shrine. Uh, it, the main character here is played by Ida Lupino, uh, Barbara Jean Trenton. And she's an aging actress um, who she reminisces over her glory days in, in cinema. Um, and so she sits in a room and she just watches her movies over and over again. Um, eventually, her uh, agent comes and he's like, hey, I got a part for you. Just pull yourself together. Come down. Let's go see the agent. Um, and she's like, oh, I don't know. We f- were fighting before. Uh, I don't like him. He's like, well, he's gotten older. You know, he's calmed down. Let's go down there. So Barbara Jean, she goes down to the uh, the studio, the studio head, and uh, she's like, what's the part? And he's like, it's it's a, a mother. Uh, she's in her forties, vibrant, full of life. Yeah, <laughs> and very much alive. <laughs> very much alive. Uh, instead of a dying corpse or whatever. Yeah, whatever she that's great. Um, so, so Barbara Jean, she gets really angry about this. The the gall uh, that that this aging actress would be uh, played as a mother rather than a uh, leading lady. So she goes back into her house. She locks herself up in uh, in her little viewing room right Mm -hmm. and uh so her agent to try to get her to come out to face reality uh brings over 
um, the actor that she played in these movies with before. Uh, his name is Jerry Herndon. Is the actor? Well, not the act. The real guy's name is not Jerry Herndon. The actor in the show's name is Jerry Herndon. Uh, so, but was, for, for for this show, it can be. Yeah. So Jerry, <laughs> Jerry comes over, um, yeah. and Jerry's now an old man. So Barbara Jean sees that he's not he's an old man and not the 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 young strapping fellow from her youth, and so she tells them both to get out, and she locks herself again in this this uh, viewing room, and that's where she goes and she disappears so a couple couple hours later the agent shows back up he's like where is she to the maid and the maid's like she's on she's on the screen basically um and so the agent sits down turns on the projector and he watches as barbara jean isn't has a party full of her old friends all in their youth and she walks away the agent Kind of like, Barbara Jean, where are you going? Where are you going? Uh, she tosses a little tissue at him, whatever, uh, from on screen. And so he, he walks out. He walks out f- away from the viewing room. He goes into the living room, and he sees the tissue or the the cloth on the ground. And he just he picks it up, and he smiles, and he it's like wishes or whatever he says. <laughs> I forget the exact quote, but he's basically like, Oh, I have she, it actually. She, she's in a better place. Basically. Yeah. Do, he do, says two wishes, Barbie, two wishes that come true. There you go. Barbie, yeah. Barbie. She's a Barbie girl. Yeah. In a Barbie world. So that is the plot synopsis. Basically she, she, and she inserts herself into a movie. Great. She does. she does, and I want to. I want to go party with her. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I want to. I want to. I mean, that probably it was looked like a pretty cool party. Like yeah, strapping fellas. I, keep I know there's that. some hunks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tiffany, why don't, why don't you why don't you lead the way here? What, what did you What did you think of the episode? Your initial impressions? Yeah, well, you know, I think what's what's you know, interesting about it, it, I I feel like in in you know maybe you'll disagree. It's not one of the the you know well known episodes of the Twilight Zone. Um, generally, I you know think of you know um, Mr. Bemis or the oh. masks that she you know that she directed, yeah. um, which we'll get to in a minute about about her career. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a really interesting episode in that and this is what i love so much about rod serling's work is that it's so incredibly layered and there's so much going on in in this episode and when i first watched it you know i did think of you know sunset boulevard and you know Mm -hmm. it's this aging narcissistic actress um but then when i rewatched it i really felt some compassion for her um, the scene where she goes to the studio head, mm-hmm. she's all, you know, dolled up and she's got like a little veil, you know, that she has over her face. You yeah. know, it's like, it's, you know, like it looks like a little like kind of fishnet veil. Mm-hmm. And the studio had asked her to lift it up. And I felt that that scene, it really exposed her vulnerability and her vulnerability being, you know, that she's so self-conscious about her age. And... And I, I and I also thought that the ending, um, it was very loving. It was very tender, um, you know, with with her agent, 
you know, wishing her well, and he's got a smile on his face, you know? So those are the things I really liked about it. And I just, I think of it, um, and let me know if I'm going off, off course here, because no, you, I feel like there's just so many different there, ways in, in looking at this episode, but I, there, I, there's, there's multiple ways to skin a, a cat, a thunder cat. There's so many, there's, there's many ways. <laughs> No, you know, you, you, you go, you go for it. I, I do want to say, uh, you, you know, you, you mentioned the, the tender and loving ending. Um, I've, I've heard, uh, I was just on a, uh, uh, podcast yesterday, uh, this week's episode and we, we, they were talking about the twilight zone. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they had watched Ma- uh, monsters are doing Maple street and also mm-hmm. a game of pool. And for, um, one of the hosts, Chris, he was saying how dark the twilight zone is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and Chelsea actually on the last episode, Mister Denton on Doomsday, she was saying he, she didn't really like that episode because it doesn't end on kind of a dark note. Mm. Uh, whereas this this one clearly it ends on like a like an uplifting, like you know what, she she got what she wanted, and yeah, and that's and she's happy in the end. Yeah, and I think you know, and I think you know, one of the the things I got from it too, and I think this is also true in part with Sunset Boulevard is this sense of self-imposed isolation and loneliness. And when I rewatched the article, um, it made me think of this NPR article that came out, I think just a few weeks ago, and Mm. it had to do with a study with loneliness and how it can literally warp your genes Uh and trigger a part of your brain that triggers a fight or flight response. Hmm. And so, you know, watching it, uh, that's her flight. You know, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, and it did, I mean, it did, I feel like it did kind of end like on this warm, loving, happy note, um, you know, but is it a happy ending, you know, that she's gone off into this, you know, world, this, this cinematic world, you know, it just... I don't know. It's, well, it's an know, interesting. It, it's that's a good point. Um, you know, I think of uh, Terry Gilliam's Brazil, right? How yeah. how Brazil ends, mm-hmm. right? Like he 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 get in spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen Brazil. Like he gets lobotomized at the end, right, but yeah. but he is in a fantasy, and he like his fantasy is a happy ending. So right, yeah. So is it? Is, so you're right. Like, is it really a happy ending? Like, it's happy for that person in their fantasy. But on the outside, you know, is it is it is that truly a happy ending? I guess. Yeah, and I mean, and I think you know, again, like with the different layers, and like even, you know, comparing it to the present day, which again, I just love about so many, if not all, of like the Twilight Zone episodes. I feel like you can glean something that's so either it was very you know prophetic 50 years ago yeah. you know or you know we can apply it to, to some things for today and one of the things you know i that was stood out for me is just you know being an aging actress in hollywood yeah and you know and that's something that i feel like is being more talked about now um there was that funny sketch by amy schumer the last, you know, last effable day. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I haven't. No, no. Where um, uh, she had some, you know, famous actresses, and they were turning, you know, I think in the- they were turning like forty-five or fifty, and they were celebrating 
that this is like their career's over because <laughs> they're, you know, they're no, no longer, you know, seen as sexually desirable. Um, and so, the, and that's interesting. And, and, you know, and I don't blame Barbie. I don't know if we're that close. <laughs> so I can call her that. Yeah. I, I, did she give you permission to call her Barbie? I, I, I don't. I don't Only know. among friends. Okay. Tip, all right. Called tip. Barbara. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I can understand why she was upset that she was being given a role as a mother, yeah. you know, and that there were very limited roles for her. Um, on the, you know, but on the other hand though, she was very narcissistic Yeah. and, you know, she had that huge painting of herself from, you know, when she looked <laughs> like when she was in her twenties, you know? And so there's a bit of, um, you know, there's a bit of, uh, I think, also beauty and age worship as well. And she, the 60 millimeter shrine, you know, a shrine is a sacred place, mm -hmm. right? It's a yeah. place of worship. And so I think part of that narcissism was playing those movies every day and almost like in a way, you know, worshiping what we used to be yeah. and wanting to go back to a time where she was beautiful and young because those were qualities that were important to her. Right. Uh, and, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, you know, two two things. One about the, um, the, the narcissism, right? You know, I, I think the studio head, even though... Um, even though they, they fought in the end, right? And then she's like, yeah. she walked, she stormed off. You know, I, I think there's a part of him that was like, like I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself out there. I'm, I'm hooking you up. Here's, you know, here's a step back into the system. Right. You know, I, I'm helping you out. And that narcissism in uh, Barbie, as 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 we call her, uh, you know, she pushes that away. She rejects that because that's not right. that's not part of the second part, which is uh, whatever what I wrote down uh, on watching it is, is the nostalgia piece, right? Yeah. Get it, that's get a good it, point. Kind of getting trapped by nostalgia. Um, nostalgia. That was a hard, hard E. <laughs> I struggled too with that word. <laughs> nostalgia. Um, <laughs> but you know, and I, and I think about just uh, media nowadays in general, right? Like, like that's nostalgia is the easiest way to get new, new viewers and, and make money. Right. Uh, you and I, we've disagreed on the new Star Wars, right? <laughs> we don't have enough time. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have enough time. But, okay. you know. Uh, uh, Go on. But you and I both agree that part of the success of Star Wars is the nostalgia factor, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, so I think it's I think it's easy to get caught up in the past and, and, and not be able to break away from it so easily, especially uh, when you mentioned the loneliness piece. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I, I, you know, like, I wonder too, in the, in the present day of how, like, what are our shrines, you know, and you were talking about media and I, and I think with social media, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, we're also not all of us, of course, but you know, a lot of folks immortalize Themselves. You know, I mean, selfies, for Christ's sake. <laughs> if I see another selfie, I'm going to scream. Um, you know, making, you know, little movies of themselves or, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, putting up, you know, very attractive pictures of themselves. And and I just, you know, like, I Which is so I difficult wonder... for me. So I, I, can't, I can't do it. I have no attractive pictures of me. Uh, 
like yeah there's so, there's something about taking a selfie that like oh. like if i'm in a picture i don't know i don't like being in pictures um yeah i, I have to make a i have to make a weird face like that's the only way i feel comfortable because i don't i don't, I don't know i feel weird about having my my image captured i never look right yeah um it's not, it's not, I, it's not I should start doing that. I need to start like making funny faces. I don't like having my picture taken unless I'm like for, with friends or, or something, but I don't, I don't like do selfies and, and you I do, I do funny faces when you're born. Ooh, <laughs> <burn. laughs> um, but I, but I feel like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like I think a lot of us could fall into that trap, you know, of like, worshiping our past selves Mm -hmm. that's so now easily accessible through social media and through digital cameras and recorders. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's, is that going to be an issue? You know, is that going to be like our shrine and kind of piggybacking off that? I felt like that, you know, the scene that I, I spoke about earlier about her raising her veil. And then I think about, you know, what about, in the present day are veils, mm-hmm. you know? And when I think about that, I think about plastic surgery, you know? Sure. Um, I think about a culture that has become even more obsessed with youth and beauty. Um, and so, I mean, I, I find it kind of, you know, depressing in a way that, <laughs> you know, ageism, I, I feel like, I feel like it's gotten worse. And I feel like more and more people are like, Barbara, you know, they're lamenting the fact that they're aging or that maybe they have, you know, like, um, they don't look the way that they want to look, you know, they don't, they're, they they do not think that they look socially, you know, <laughs> physically, socially acceptable, would, would you, you know, would you say that it's become more of a problem or just more of any, uh, more of a visible issue? Uh, and um, I, 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 and I, yeah. I, I say, I say that with with keeping in mind uh like betty davis and joan crawford back you know back in the the 60s right um uh betty davis was in all about eve which was about an aging actress right Mm -hmm. um and then being replaced by a young young woman who eventually gets start to get replaced herself um and then whatever happened to baby jane uh which had joan crawford and betty Mm -hmm. davis which um is all about you know a, a child actor, uh, a child entertainer who um, yearns for that life again, yeah. right? W- washed up. Obviously, Betty Davis was old and she wasn't a child at that point. But um, you know, she she longs for that. And like, there's a there's a really creepy part in Baby Jane where she's just like she's singing, "I wrote a letter to Daddy." <laughs> <laughs> You know, and she's like dressed up in that that schoolgirl yeah. outfit from when she was a kid, uh, and it's really it's really unsettling, you know. Uh, so 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 again, yeah. So, so the question is, you know, is it is it just something that we are identifying more nowadays? I yeah, I mean, I I think I think that there, you know, with with advances and in, in, um, in technology, you know, we have there's more there's more opportunity through Botox or plastic surgery to, to alter the way that you look as opposed to, I mean, the, the plastic surgery was, you know, going on even in the late 1800s. So it was available, yeah. 
you know, in the in the late fifties um, as well, but it wasn't as prominent or um, or, or perhaps as socially acceptable as it is now. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I mean, I just I feel like I think it's gotten worse, you know. And you know, I think the issue with selfies, and and admittedly, I have been in a couple, but I I didn't duck I didn't face. take the selfie. <laughs> duck face, duck face. <laughs> well, Tiffany. always duck face. I will never apologize. Um, but, um, but I feel like that those are kind of a bit narcissistic too, because it's like your, you know, your face is like in, in the whole frame, uh-huh. you know? And it's like, here, look at my face. And, um, <laughs> and I mean, and not even necessarily be that it's narcissistic. It could also be that, you know, perhaps the person is, you know, kind of has some insecurities and this is a way that they want to, you know, show the world, like. I, you know, I, I look very attractive in this picture and it's their way to get validation. Um, you know, I just, I just think that now, you know, especially you know, women, of course, but men also, I think, you know, we're, we're struggling with, with also, you know, losing, you know, losing the battle against aging. I mean, what's the alternative though? Right. And I, I don't know. I yeah. just, I thought that was kind of an interesting, you know, an you- interesting thing just kind of looking at it today you, you, you bring up you bring up the the man uh and men men v women not necessarily v women but uh uh there's a line in uh all about eve that that uh um betty davis says and it says bill's 32 he looks 32 he looked at five years ago he'll look at 20 years from now i hate men yeah that's a great line <laughs> uh so so yeah you know i think obviously there's there um there are different um, expectations, I guess, uh, yeah. b- between the sexes, and and that's that's something that eventually we'll see if we ever get over. Um, I, last thing I wanted to say was uh, we'll go briefly back to the nostalgia nostalgia piece nostalgia, I'll, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. <laughs> but uh, so so she goes. She has the party on screen at at the end, right? And it uh, and. This is a pretty big thing. Like she was saying earlier, she wants to have a party with, with Jerry Herndon and Pat Yubu and Scooby-Doo, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, her agent was like, but they're, this guy's dead. This guy lives yeah. in Chicago. This guy, uh, no, no one's seen him for 15 years. You know, how are we going to have a party f- with all those guys? And, you know, she, she freaks out. Um, so, but those people are in the, the party at the end of the, the show. Um, and so on nostalgia-wise... I think back sometimes and I don't, you probably do too, where you're like, ah, man, I remember all, remember hanging out with, with Matt and Thane and Sean on the, (laughs) on the, over on the steps at the high school. Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those were were the days. (laughs) Right. Um, and it's, it's weird to like, it's weird to yearn for those days, but also, knowing that like you know i'm in a far better place <laughs> in my life yeah than I was in. thank god <laughs> uh so but i mean there's still that there's still that like kind of irrational desire to go back to that even even for a split moment yeah no absolutely and i think you know and i i definitely suffer from nostalgia at times um you know and i and i think and i think you know I, I tend to suffer more from that if I'm in a place in my life where I feel like I'm not moving forward, yeah. you know? Um, and it's easier for me to go back into, Oh, I wish, you know, I was back in Dublin. Well, I wish that every day, but, um, <laughs> you know, but, um, 
And I feel like, you know, with, with, with Barbie, her nostalgia was just, was just so strong and that she isolated herself because she couldn't stand the present. You know, she couldn't stand that people had died or had moved on with their lives when she hadn't. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so yeah, make, make America great again. (laughs) That's the moral (laughs) of that story. Um, all right, all right, Tiffany. Uh, final final thoughts on the episode. What, what do you think of it overall? What, what would you What would you rate it in the Twilight Zone pantheon of shows? Like one through ten, or yeah, I mean, ABC. What, whatever whatever rating <laughs> scale you you desire. Oh gosh, it's a loaded question. Oh, that's hard. I don't think I want to answer that question. Is it Is it a one through ten somewhere? I don't know. Is it in there? Um, I, you know, I. I liked the episode. I oh, I, I feel like really guilty, like even rating it. Um, Rod's <laughs> going to be angry with me. I I like it. It's not one of my like all time favorites, but I I do like it, and I and I feel like too, you know, like the the issues he was dealing with, you know, with like you were talking about nostalgia and youth and, and you know youth and beauty worship and. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like those qualities a lot. Um, and I really like the fact that it starred Ida Lupino, yes. um, who at the time was one of the first female directors in Hollywood. And she came from a very lustrous theater family mm-hmm. in England called the Lupino family. And they had been performing in England for 350 years. 350? And yeah, oh, damn. very long time. And she was a writer, she was a director, she was a producer, a composer, and she also directed the Twilight Zone episode, The Masks. Yes. And so I really liked learning about her because I, I actually never heard of Ida Lupino until, you know, I'd seen the episode millions of times, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't quite know who the actress was. And so I like, I like that. So that definitely bumps up um, my appreciation of the, uh, of the episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, she was she was the only woman, uh, as we were talking before we started recording, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that that uh, d- directed a Twilight Zone episode, and she was also uh, notably the only actor um, who starred in and directed, I believe. So, yeah, which was no no easy feat, you know, back in the back in the late fifties. So no, I, not. you know, and it's still difficult now for women directors. Um, so yeah. I thought I thought that was really you know I thought that was really interesting I, and I, I'm really glad that you asked me to to come on the show and 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 talk about the episode um, even just for the fact of like being able to mention Ida Lupino because I don't think she's gotten really the credit that she deserves. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you, you're you're saying like you know you're, you're watching the This Is Your Life and and stuff mm-hmm. stuff about her. So you know I'll, I. I'll I'll put those in the show notes. I'll put links oh, for that into the show notes. Um, uh, also, so mo- let, let's let's talk about you again for a second, Tiffany. Oh we, God, no! I, I hate. <laughs> I, I know I hate talking about you too. Uh, uh. But uh, you you said you have some super secret projects out there. But do you have anything that's published? I do. Yes. Um, I you can actually check out my website. Um, it's tiffanyhersey.com and that's T I F F. A-N-Y-H-E-A-R-S as in Sam E-Y. 
Um, and they, there you'll find um, uh, links to a piece that I published in The Atlantic a few months ago about the history of nasal surgery. Oh. A lot of fun stuff. Great. Um, and uh, a couple other articles uh, pertaining to uh, gentrification and, uh, and death denial and so I, I, I like talking a lot about death and uh, mutilation, not necessarily <laughs> in that order. Um, right. But yeah, you can visit my website there and check out my articles and my photography as well. So. Awesome. awesome. It, and it, it's some spectacular stuff. So oh, uh, I'll make sure everyone gets a link to that as well. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Um, all right. All right, Tiffany. I got to tell you, uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Um, we didn't drink as much coffee this, this time around. Yeah. <laughs> As we did last time. I didn't have any coffee. <laughs> I was good. Uh, I'm drinking this weird ass hibiscus tea. It's not. Oh. It's not pertinent to this conversation, but I just figured I'll throw it out there. That's exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, so, uh, thanks again, Tiffany. You're wonderful. Oh, thank you. There are there are a few ways to get a hold of me on the show. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at s four y a underscore podcast. Uh, or I am on um, Gmail, of course, S4YA podcast at gmail.com. You also check me out on Facebook. I'm at facebook.com slash S4YA podcast. And of course, I'm on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you want to leave a rating, that's, that's cool. You don't have to, but I'm not going to pull your leg for it. Um, and that, that's it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, Tiffany, shut your mouth. Thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for uh letting me come and, and have and have a couple of like awkward dick cavit pauses and and trip up on my sentences so it's that's, always a good time that's what that's what we're here for <laughs> tiff that's right <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks everybody we'll, we'll talk to you later bye tiffany <laughs>